Sounds good. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Natalie Wise Woman podcast, where I discuss different topics related to becoming your highest potential. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Natalie Wise Woman podcast. Today, we are going to talk about mental health about trauma and how to deal with these issues. I am joined today by smart, ambitious, and beautiful Irina, who's brave enough to come on the podcast and share her story. Uh, We met in Peru, and we were initially supposed to be roommates, but I think everything turned out, you know, as it was supposed to turn out, and I'm really happy to be connecting with you after the retreat, so I'm I'm really grateful that you're here. So um, to start with, I would like to know, like you to tell a little bit about yourself, about your, your background, and, you know, maybe as much as you feel comfortable about sharing about your life, up until the point where you kind of decided to, to work with ayahuasca, like what led you to that moment and kind of in your, your life up to that point. So feel free to share what you feel like you want to share. Sure, sure. Well, thanks, first of all, for inviting me. I'm really glad to reconnect with you in such a format. It's a really pleasure, and I'm excited, looking forward to our conversation. Um, Yeah, so my background and briefly about my life journey to date. So I was growing up in a post-Soviet Republic of Latvia, and uh, I know in our family, academic achievements was one of the very important things. So I've been like really meticulously equipping myself with all the top tier degrees in finance and business. And yeah, over the past last 10 years or so, yeah, a bit more already, <laughs> was building kind of a successful career, you know, first in finance and in business and technology. But, you know, at the same time, um, I got interested in all kinds of psychology uh, topics and uh, Buddhist philosophy and meditation. I guess out of half need and half curiosity because I've been feeling some sort of, you know, the psychological discomfort buzzing on the background. I didn't realize where it was coming from. So I was kind of curious to um, start deeper introspection and you know I was just curious I guess at that time and yeah I was as I was um, also growing professionally as the time when I was realizing that all the achievements that I had were not bringing lasting satisfaction Um, at some points in my career also experienced motivational crisis where I felt I'm not sure why I'm doing things that I'm doing. And also um, I started noticing that of basically repeating more or less same relationship patterns, which were not bringing me (laughs) um, to the places I wanted to be. Um, And eventually, uh early 2021 or so it really manifested as depression so 
after the second COVID lockdown, I got diagnosed with major depression. Um, and the onset of that definitely happened a few months prior to that. It was just already obvious that I had to go to the therapist and get myself diagnosed, basically. Um, and uh, further on, a few months later, also my, my latest relationship really um, collapsed in the manner I could never imagine. And it brought up extreme amounts of sadness and pain that I couldn't ignore further. And I was doing a lot by that time already. I was doing therapy. I was on SSRI medication for some time. I already had a lot of knowledge, um, you know, about psychological dynamics. I was interested in neuroscience aspects of mental, mental health conditions, all of that. Um, and I was also understanding already intellectually what is happening with me. I could tell you, hey, I am, um, I am, for example, I am locked in the anxious attachment pattern style, yes, but I couldn't really change my behaviors because I was still experiencing the old emotions, right? I was understanding what I was doing wrong, but I couldn't change my feelings about that, or I couldn't, I couldn't seem to close that gap, even with therapist's help. And at that point in time, I felt like I'm really ready to explore um, what plant medicine has to offer and psychedelics has to offer. Because also by that time, I knew a lot about this field, but more, you know, on the theory side of things. With some close friends having experiences and sharing them. But I really felt the calling um, about a year ago to go do that work. So... That's what I did first last April. I went to Costa Rica to Soltara Retreat Center. That experience helped me tremendously. However, a few months later, um, I felt the calling again and we can also discuss how that happened. And um, yeah, that I decided to come to Soltara again, this time to Peru, to the origins, you know, to the homeland of the medicine. And um, it has been really transformational experience for me in terms of my healing you know and understanding the origins of my pain um yeah thank you for sharing that and I, we can go deeper into also what what happened in the kind of during the retreat and after and how you feel like that helped you but i would like to so from your experience what do you think was uh, the root cause of your depression Oh yeah, that's that's a big question. That was one of my main questions of the last year because I was at that point that no, I really need to put everything on pause and figure this out for myself because I don't want to carry this further. So the root cause of pain, um, I think there are several aspects for me personally, but I'm quite sure that this is true for many people. Um, as I was growing up, um, my, you know, I remember my childhood as kind of a happy one, a normal one. But what my retreat in Peru really showed me is what was the emotional reality of my childhood. That um, there was no emotional availability where I needed. I saw how much of anger, like the healthy anger I had to repress. And now I understand that anger is not something to be stigmatized. There is healthy anger. 
um, that we have to have space to to express because this is how we naturally protect our boundaries, right? Um, I saw how my, you know, I was literally banishing and parts of myself, how I was betraying myself in order to, you know, please other people or in order to earn love. I was really compromising my own needs. And uh, this is something that's also coming from this early childhood experiences when, for example, the parents, they didn't know how to be emotionally available to me. And my, um, you know, early childhood experience was, hey, I need to, you know, try harder to earn that love. So that was my, my drivers that we all carry, you know, into adulthood. Those experiences, those relationships we're having with our primary caretakers, there are specific um, neural pathways for that and neural circuits. And this is the, the current of the modern day neuroscience uh, that shows that these, these same circuits are later adapted to your romantic relationships in life. They're just getting repurposed. So basically what that relationship that I was talking about, which... <laughs> which was very painful for me back then was a mirror for me. It, it was my mirror to have a look at, um, hey, this pain is actually 30 years old. It's not, it's not that person. It's just the mirror and the tr trigger for all of that. And uh, it's totally in my hands. I mean, there are good news about that. It's totally in my hands to have a look at that source and um, yeah, to heal myself. I think that's really beautiful also that you're kind of taking charge of your own health and it's not like you're pointing fingers at everyone like no but they are doing this but really they are just triggering you so it's something within you that is being triggered and then I think it's important to actually look inside and not be like well that person should change and that person should change because otherwise my pain won't go away because that's not really a solution because we cannot change other people like we can only change exactly we are and I think that's that's really beautiful that you kind of understood that okay it's something so much older and I mean with trauma I, I think it's it's really interesting what Gabor Mate says that there are there are traumas with a capital T and then there are traumas with a small t so basically the capital T is stuff that happened to you that weren't supposed to happen so these are the big traumas like you're sexually abused or you're you, you know, something happens in your childhood or in your life that was not supposed to happen. And then we have the traumas with the minor T, which is basically the things that were supposed to happen that did not happen. And this is something that everyone will experience in their childhood because no one can have parents that are perfect and they cannot be there always. And they have their own kind of traumas and behaviors and, and things. So I think that's something that we all have where, you know, it could be that you're like a parent was not available, like you said, and that's kind of a, like a minor trauma yeah. and these are things that still affect our life and like you said they affect the way we show up in relationship and the partners that we choose and uh I think that's that's really interesting and the first step is really the awareness like you say like it's we okay we we are aware that this is where this comes from and this is how this is the root cause but then you know we still have to do the work and we have to and that's hard, you know, this is something we discussed also before, because we are so also chained like in the, like in intellect and like thinking mind and your rational thinking. And it's like, okay, this is the way, but then it's about feelings. So we have to get into the feeling of what is this really 
you know, and it's harder to, especially if you have built a lot of walls, it's hard to release those things. And I think that's maybe where ayahuasca and plant medicine can be helpful. And I'm not saying it's for everyone. It's definitely not. But for some people who feel that they have a calling and who have tried the conventional stuff, like you had, you had seen a doctor and therapist and medication and everything. So, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. you know, it's an option uh, available. And so would you like to share a little bit about some insights or something that you've had uh, in Costa Rica or Peru or something that really changed the way you kind of yeah sure okay. well first of all I definitely agree with you that this insight that you know the pain is being triggered not by a particular person that's currently in your life but it's much deeper it's extremely liberating I totally agree it gives you it's painful to face that um, but it's liberating at the end of the day if you are willing to do that exact work and I also just want to say that, um, yeah, it's not about blaming the parents. And the default setting here is that, of course, parents love their children. But yeah, there are things that such as intergenerational trauma and, you know, just lack of knowledge or lack of awareness and stresses from the external culture in the world that unfortunately make th things happen as they happen. But yeah, talking about... Um, my experience with ayahuasca in more detail is that on the first retreat, um, I was really seeking to relieve pain. I was really seeking to um, get out of this horrible depressive mood, which for me uh, was manifesting as extreme sadness, as uh, very low energy, uh, feeling lost, lonely, um, feeling hopeless and desperate at times, um, feeling betrayed um, and yeah, feeling empty on the inside. I didn't know like who I am, what I want to do in life, uh, what is fulfilling to me. So that was my, you know, the crisis, crisis response to go to work with something as powerful as Ayahuasca. And I think um, it gave me at that time what I was ready to receive and that was the experience of unconditional love which is coming deeply from within which is not external or not dependent to anybody and um, truly unconditional in a sense that it accepts me as I am you know um, so it gave me a resource later with, with which I can reconnect now and when that unconditional love, um, you know, experienced arrived to me in one of the ceremonies, um, I think it's very, it, it was very, um, you no know, profound how it felt, because to, to me it felt that as if somebody long time gone or dead is coming back home. So this is, this is the feeling like the emotional intensity that is very hard to put in words as we know when things come to, to these experiences. But that was pretty, pretty profound. It was this reconnection with one of the lost parts of self. Um, and then another thing um, that was very, you know, cleansing and healing for me is the experience of just purging out the sadness. And that happened, as you know, um, with ayahuasca, I, of course, experience a lot of physical, like it can be physically very challenging, not just emotionally challenging. 
um, and you purge. And as one of the Shipibo maestros was singing to me, I think it was actually the closing ceremony. It was purging right in front of him. And I just knew, I knew that that's the sadness that's going, coming out of me. And when I was back home after that, um, I really, um, I really was not depressed anymore. I was off the medication. Um, my mood was pretty stable. I got some energy back. But you know, the key thing is that um, how do you deal with post-integration? <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is um, recently I've been looking up uh, a podcast episode from John Rogan where he talks to Gabor Mate. I think that's from the last September where Joe actually speaks about his um, experience with ayahuasca and he uh, he says that you know it's like you're cleaning your laptop desktop from all the you know all the rubbish all the icons like and bullshit that you have in there and you're left with this one folder which is called my old bullshit and then <laughs> it's up to you if you start picking in there or not and frankly I've been doing that after my first retreat so it's you know when you're coming back to your old environment um it's hard not to keep doing what you used to do um and as the result i think my condition and my you know i started experiencing maybe three four months later again some troubles uh by far not as extreme as before but there is also now the calling to go and do plant medicine for the second time now as I knew what it was, now as I knew how powerful it could be and um, how, to, how to really embrace that experience after, I really understood that the real work happens after the plant medicine experience. And uh, now I also know why this is the key because basically psychedelics, um, they open up the window of this neuroplasticity for you. So that's the chance you have you know, a week, two weeks, a month after to change your behaviors, you know, to really be aware, maybe introduce new routines. Um, do your practices, in my case, it was more of self-care, self-love practices to rewire our nervous system, to rewire our, our thought patterns so that we can, you know, experience healthier emotions and, um, yeah, behave differently finally and bridge that gap between, you know, intellectual understanding of what is not working in life or what is bringing pain with our emotional experiences, you know, and feel good about our new choices, feel good about letting things go, uh, those which don't serve you anymore. So that's the hard part. And uh, that's where I think people thinking who are, who are thinking to go do psychedelic work must really, really understand. Otherwise it could be a wasted opportunity. Yes. I'm really happy you brought up the, the topic of integration because that is actually one of the most important things. And I, I don't want anyone to think that ayahuasca is some, some kind of quick fix or something. We're so used to, you know, we want to have one pill or we want to have a three-day mm -hmm. diet that's going to change our health totally. But it's really, you know, it's something, first of all, we need to respect. It's one of the most like powerful plant medicines out there. And, and it's part of a indigenous tradition and I think it should be respected in that area and not 
So, I mean, if someone is interested in this stuff, like, please do your research and don't just think that it's something that you can drink at home or something like this. It's something that needs to be respected in the tradition that it is, that it belongs to. And integration is a really important part. I mean, from a shamanic perspective, what they are also doing is clearing your energy field. They're bringing things from your unconscious to your conscious. So usually it's also stuff that you kind of know, like, it's not like you're going to be so shocked, but it's more like, okay, it's bringing stuff uh, just like therapy does you bring from the unconscious just they say that you know ayahuasca is like 10 years of ter therapy so it's just very powerful bringing those things up but then it's your job still to kind of you know change the behavior because like you said the brain is in a state where you are it's much more easier to actually change behavior but you know when you come home you're going to be used to doing certain things and I mean I noticed for myself that you know when I came home and it's like if I start doing some things that came up that I shouldn't be doing, I kind of catch, catch myself. And it's like, Natalie, mm -hmm, you shouldn't. And maybe I even do that. And then afterwards, I'm like, okay, that did not serve me. And that's kind of the way I start changing that behavior because I then start remembering, okay, that wasn't something that really felt good after and felt like I was trying to escape something or, you know, so yeah. I mean, but it's about the work still and catching yourself in this kind of integration day to day, you know, every day you have every moment you have a have an opportunity to practice these things and I mean that's the same with therapy like it's not you cannot just go and talk to someone and not do any changes like you need to actually be prepared to do the work and, yeah. and I think integration is a is an important part and intentional so why are you doing this like are you just doing it because you think you're gonna have a good time or is it you know really something that you I think with everything if we use alcohol or any substance or or whatever we do I think intention is so important like why are we doing this and being honest to ourselves I totally agree and I think it's worth spending maybe a bit more time discussing intention and posting like integration like maybe with a bit more specific examples so that people can actually understand what it could be and what options they have should they choose to do the work like that um speaking from my experience so the intention for my second second uh, work with the oscar was just so extremely acute i was coming back to the old pain and thanks to the guidance of facilitators on the retreat who really helped me formulate the intention and finally look at the root cause of the pain which I was talking about before and guess what it was all about reconnecting with the inner child and looking at the wounds that I experienced like emotional wounds that I experienced of course unintentionally like those caused like in the family or so on and so forth and it's very magical how the clearly set intention um, helped me to go consistently from ceremony to ceremony first from you know asking myself for forgiveness seeing myself as a child and asking her for forgiveness then uh, letting her walk me through the emotional reality of my childhood letting me see things how I experienced them back then not how I recall them now you know but how I actually experienced them uh, back then uh, and then really re reuniting with her really putting her you know like in my heart so that she protects my healing heart that was very beautiful so um and yeah i mean it was extremely intense experience emotionally but it would just be it if i didn't do anything after okay i saw that but then what's next so when you come back home 
you know, there are many options that people can actually choose there. There are facilitators or therapists who help with post-integration. This is always an option, or you can come up with your own practices. You know, what I am doing is in moments when I feel stressed and I see the old trigger coming up, maybe from relationships or what have you, I mentally reconnect with myself. I talk to my inner child, or I would go do a breath work, or I would go do um, self-love meditation, you know, or I, I would have a conversation with myself. I would talk to my inner child. Hey, I'm here to protect you now. You're safe. And, uh, you know, I can help you out. You're not alone. So, and this, you just practice day to day and this strengthens. It helps you rewire your emotions. It helps you to make healthier choices for yourself. Um, and I mean, sometimes I stumble. <laughs> By far, not every day is perfect. So this is ongoing work. You just need to be aware that it has to be happening. Otherwise, again, it was just, a, you know, a nice, maybe a profound experience. But it then, if your intention was to heal, it has to translate somehow in your further life, right? And of course, I mean, there are many, many people just, you know, dropping acid or going to Brazil or Peru for Ayahuasca ceremonies and, you know, whatever, and nothing changes actually for them. Nothing changes without intention, nothing changes without proper post-integration work. Yeah, I think that's really important to share. And uh, I think it's beautiful, like you said, that you you kind of talk to yourself because that was something I, I kind of did in ceremony as well, where I was like hugging myself and like, you know, stroking my, my mm -hmm. shoulder and like, you know, I'm always going to be taking care of you, Natalie. It's okay. I'm always here. And I started to do that in really hard moments. I'm like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You can yeah. cry. And, you know, just being like a mother to myself, because that's really, that's a way to heal, you know, our childhood and like our inner child that is, you know, so often just like screaming and you know, being the one yeah, that's that is triggered actually in these moments. Exactly. That's being the parent that you never had, you know, being the best parent for yourself. Yes. So is there something else you want to share about, you know, your journey or kind of this topic about men mental health or, or doing work with, with plant medicine? Well, I think for me, the plant medicine, it's not the only, the only, uh, you know, panacea or not the only tool. It really helped me to make a breakthrough, um, I believe, but um, I did many other things, right? So I did therapy. I was reading, exploring a lot um, on everything, starting from, you know, just like, let's say, um, theory, psychology theories and attachment patterns to neuroscience, to reading Gabor Mate, you know, Richard C. Schwartz, like internal family system therapy kind of things. Um, just to like understand this field and figure things for myself out. And then, um, you know, doing a lot of inner inquiry, of course, with tools such as contemplative practice, let's say meditation, um, or just really journaling um, and other, other things. So psychedelics, I believe, is extremely powerful tool, which is one of the possibilities. Um, yeah, I think... Among other things, what it gave me is clarity, clarity and the sense of inner trust, uh, confidence in myself, um, and just showed showed the emotional reality of my life 
I also saw all of my suppressed anger. I now understand how it got to be suppressed, you know, when we are growing up, especially as women, you know, girls might be kind, kind of culture around us. Um, I see now clearly how things like that, like suppressed anger manifests in life, not just in relationships, but also in professional setting, let's say. Um, I saw how my trauma of losing my father uh, when I was 12 really ended up in extreme irrational fear of abandonment, which um, is, you know, a protective mechanism. It, it came to be as a protective mechanism for myself, but um, it still lives in the past. It still lives in my childhood and doesn't really help in the modern day, <laughs> you know, the modern day, uh, my, my life, you know. So there are many, many things to say about that. And as you can see, it's so vast for my own experience is so vast for me that, you know, I don't have like still a very structured way to talk about it. So you can imagine for people who um, either don't have an opportunity to devote so much time to inner inquiry, or maybe don't have that curiosity in these topics, how hard and challenging it might be. And the most common pattern is, hey, am I, you know, of, of thoughts, like, am I broken? Like, what is wrong with me? Um, am I just going to be like that? You know, feeling, you know, depressed, feeling anxious, feeling un unworthy. So to me, um, also starting talking about this mental health topics more publicly is also something that I've started doing recently, too, is a mission now to show people that, hey, we all have this inside healing, internal healing capacity. There are tools, there are support, there are so many opportunities uh, for that. And that, hey, you're not alone if you're thinking that you're weird or broken. In our cultures, so many people actually feel the same and never talk about that. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's very important to talk about these things openly. Yes, I think that's very empowering. And I mean, I, I want everything, every, everyone to know that we are all our own healers and really we can take charge of our own health and, and do things to improve that. And I mean, there's so many resources nowadays, like you have books and you have things online and you have courses and you have people that you can follow on Instagram or or things like that so find whatever you resonate with that's that's my message to people like if if you have a doctor that doesn't understand or can't help you like find another another doctor another person that can help you and or find different tools for you to help yourself I think that's that's really important like we are it's never the end like it's never always going to be like that you can always rise and I mean I believe that our greatest challenges can really be turned into our greatest gifts when we can kind of transmute out of that mm -hmm. pain we can create something so beautiful and we can be of service because we know what it's like to be at the bottom. We know what it's like to feel that pain. And then that, you know, is a gift to the world having come out yes, of that. Absolutely. That's what you're talking about, you know, realigning and living in alignment. And it's only now after doing that painful, challenging inner work, which included actually looking at my life and seeing all the major life decisions that I thought I made, which were actually not mine, all the acquired identity, you know, along the way, and you realize, I mean, they are valuable, of course, and I'm proud of the achievements that I had, but I also now know that 
these are not really my full authentic self that I did not have the chance to really go and explore myself, my full potential, my real gifts, because yeah, our society values certain competences and talents over others, but it should not necessarily be the case. And then when you are doing this work, you already have your like, you know, established social circle around you, some external expectations which still much ha might have some influence on, on you. Um, then there's a lot of, you know, the sense of sunk costs. I mean, it's hard to say, hey, like what I've been doing for the last 10 years, I'm not, you know, kind of sure anymore <laughs> that this is something for me, that's something that can truly fulfill me. I mean, this is extremely scary. This is extremely scary to admit. It is extremely scary to step out from, you know, your habitual train rails, you know, that go just one direction. And that was also extremely challenging for me uh, to do that um, recently. But I think the rewards, the rewards are a happier life. The rewards is more authenticity. The reward is shining, you know, with your authenticity finally, which attracts, attracts the light and attracts the people who are more aligned with you. So I can totally see the short storm challenge and pain and inconvenience and even terror of doing that but i now definitely see the longer term happiness that that will come and eventually come along yes it can definitely be scary to take the steps towards getting into alignment and towards your highest potential i mean it's it can be terrifying like you yeah. say but again it's also not so fun to be stuck in someone else's kind of mm -hmm. life you're living some, for someone else so, I mean, just being brave enough to do this. And for you, that has also manifested now in that you you quit your job before you went left for Peru, right? Yes, that's well, that happened after. I know that, that happened after the first retreat. So, yeah, when coming to Peru, I decided I'm taking taking some proper time off. I think that's really brave. And what are your plans now for, for the future? Well, now I have more clarity about things that really matter to me so this is everything that has to do with mental health um, and um, I'm really picking up more knowledge about the whole psychedelic space um, not just from the you know the indigenous traditional perspective which I, I I got blessed to experience and I'm feeling really fortunate that I was able to 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 afford that and you know but also from like the modern like research perspective uh, more scientific perspective and like the, the new emerging business models behind that. Um, I started writing about mental health, uh, my experiences, but also trying to distill this knowledge that I gathered from the brightest minds and the experts of the field, like Abormatev, for example, has been probably his work been probably even more effective than two years of the therapy that I did. And I know how much time it took me to came to some of the conclusions or, or, or insights. So I just want to share that supporting with my personal story because it makes, makes the points, you know, maybe more relatable to other people. And in also one of the many uh, realizations of the last year for me was that, as I told you before, I see how our mental condition as society, our mental health is really inseparable from the planet's health. And I've been always loving nature and uh, getting anxious year by year about the climate crisis. And um, 
this is something also extremely, you know, relevant topics for me. So I am exploring that field as well, professionally. But also I'm learning just letting myself to, allowing myself to do things that I love without others' expectations, without exact strict schedule from a workplace. Um, I'm doing a lot of sports, I love sports, as you might know. I go to the gym, I weight lift, I do pole dance, I, I dance bachata, I snowboard in the season. And it's surprisingly hard, I must tell you, to get rid of that conditioning, that there are things that I must to do, you know, like search for the new job, like that would be the must on my, you know, my conditioned mind, where I'm saying, hey, I'm actually safe and I'm figuring, you know, I'm finding ways how to leverage all of my skills, all of my competences, professional competences to, you know, make something out that is really valuable for other humans, meaningful for me and fulfilling for me. So, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it's not easy. Like there's times when I'm like experiencing anxiety, like, hey, where am I heading? But now I can connect to the inner trust to self that I was talking about, trust to the universe. And you know, just guided by the discovery of my authenticity, uh, heading to complete alignment with self, I'm sure that you know, beautiful things will be opening up. And they already are. I think this conversation is one of them. Thank you. That's really beautiful. And I mean, Irina, is a really, it's really impressive if you see her pole dancing. I mean... <laughs> I don't understand how, like, what kind of muscles you need to have to be able to do that. To need many, many. I think pole dance can be a separate topic in itself about uncovering authentic self, especially feminine energy. Oh my God, <laughs> maybe <laughs> another time. Yes, for sure. So if you want to, you can share your Instagram handle. If you want people to, you know, be able to follow your journey, you don't have to sure. do that. Sure, of course. It's Irina, I-R-I-N-A underscore Lachtadir, which is my surname, L-A-H T. <laughs> now it's getting complicated with my surname. <laughs> so it's Lachtadir, D-I-R at the end. Okay, thank you very much. Um, thank you for joining me on this podcast and sharing your story. I really hope that someone got something out of this. I mean, there are so many tools out there and I mean, we mentioned a lot of them. So, I mean, if someone can pick on, on something and, and, you know, if someone is dealing with depression or, or mental health issues, I mean, I think podcasts are a great resource because you can, you know, if you find someone that you can relate with, then that can be kind of something that motivates you to, okay, I can also, I can do this and I can. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And depression in itself and can be like the whole, not just an episode, the whole podcast in itself. But for me, the key insights were that it's coming from separation from self when we're, you know, trading, trading uh, our authenticity for attachment that we really, really cannot survive without as infants. And yeah, just acquiring coping patterns, which later in life basically manifest as depression and people can experience it in different ways. And I think this soul insight can be already very helpful because it tells you, hey, it's not permanent how you are. There is a reason it is like that. And now you can, yeah, you can explore the tools available to you, um, get into the community of you know, like-minded people who are on the same path. And yeah, there's a, there's a bright future ahead of you.
Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much for sharing your story. And I really wish you all the best on your journey towards your highest potential. And, you know, I wish everyone a really, really beautiful day. And, you know, if you have, if people have any questions, just send me questions or maybe you can ask Irina as well if you have something. And yeah, thank you for joining me. Soundstripe.